listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 204. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy channeling near Neil Peart, Peart yes. of Rush. Yeah. John Brownstone. Mm-hmm. You got a hat and everything. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to take a picture of that. Yeah. Because podcast listeners, if you don't know the hat that Neil Peart, Peart, Peart. whatever, wore, <laughs> you won't know. <laughs> I would call it a skull cap. Is it, it is. A skull yeah, cap? skull cap. Okay. I mean, it's a skull cap with literal skulls on it, too. Yeah. Comfortable. I, I like wearing them in the shop. Keeps all the dust out of my hair too. But you're not in the shop. At not the moment. And you've been wearing it like to the gas station, to pick up the kids. Keeps them. Keeps my hair out of my eyes. Your hair. Sure. <laughs> Hi, y'all. It's like we forgot they were here. Uh, <laughs> this week we're actually doing an episode, and I'm not just giving John Brownstone crap over his skull cap. Uh, this week, we're talking about the differences between micromanagement and 24-7 DS. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, Loving DS1, or subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out to our kinky patrons over at Cricket Corner on Patreon. <laughs> including our newest beeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you. If you'd like access to more content, to more us, to more of whatever the hell this thing is that we're doing, you can become one of our kinky patrons for as little as $2 per month. Head to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. And if you join in January, 2020 or maintain your membership in January, 2020, you'll receive a goodie in the mail in February because we're doing a membership drive. Yay! More on that later. Okay, so we are talking about micromanagement versus 24-7 mm-hmm. this week. I want to give some disclaimers because I think sometimes it's important to remind people about these things. Um, no matter how we describe what how, our view of micromanagement versus our view of 24-7 DS, um, that is just one little sliver of an experience on a spectrum yeah. of experiences. So, like, in micromanagement, I have not lived a micromanaged life. I do not have, ooh, just do not have the mm, mm, words. I can't even think of the words that I do not have. I do not have it for micromanagement. Can't, can't do it. Not that discipline. Don't want to be that discipline. Um, but um, we have known people who lived those lives, who yes. talked about their experiences, and so that's what we're going to pull from. And then when we're talking about 24-7 DS, we are, of course, pulling from our own experiences primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but as with all of these things, it is whatever you make of it. True. Now, um, the reason I wanted to do this episode is not because I think we can teach anybody how to do micromanagement, but because we get, I personally, I know, get a lot of questions and concerned comments from people who say, you know, we're thinking about doing 24 seven, but you know, either the person messaging or their partner is really nervous about it. And first of all, I think that's actually good. Be a little nervous when you want to completely change the dynamic of your relationship. Mm -hmm. That's a healthy thing to be a little nervous about it. Um, But from the conversations I have with people, I tend to find that what they're nervous about is what they think 24 seven DS means 
versus what it can actually be. And what it can actually be is whatever the hell you want it to be. So I thought it'd be good to, to talk about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start with micromanagement because really what I want to get into is 24-7 because that's sure. my jam, right? Um, so the one thing that comes to mind, and you tell me how what you think. Sure. When I think of micromanagement, my mind immediately goes to uh, master-slave, mister-slave dynamics. Yes, and, and that's primarily where I have seen it too. Mm-hmm. Um, either that, um, not too common, but it, it does kind of slide over into... Um, high protocol. Oh, very much so. Yeah. It's very much a high protocol but, um, kind of thing. Uh, definitely un- under the master-slave. That is primarily where, where I have seen it the most. And, you know, while yes, micromanagement's not for everybody, there there are a good number of people who, who do seek that out. And I think, so that while it's primarily a, a master-slave, is there a better phrase for master-slave? That's this master to me is not neutral and i don't want to say ms because then i think of multiple sclerosis we'll say ms so (laughs) um for us at least yeah i primarily think of it as an ms kind of dynamic it's where you see it most but non ms folks um if you have a scene where part of the scene is being really highly disciplined and only doing what you're told as the the bottom or the submissive that's a form of micromanagement. It has a place in kinky fuckery. Mm-hmm. And I think some of us play with the fantasy of that. Um, and that is in small little bites of it. And that's for many of us, I think that's probably enough. Mm-hmm. And then trying to translate into our real life, it doesn't always work. So micromanagement, from what I have been told about it and witnessed from other people's dynamics, like I said, hadn't done it, not interested, thanks, um, is truly either being told what to do before you do it Mm -hmm. or having so many rules set in place that every action from the bottom or the slave or the submissive is already decided by the dominant the master the the top um and so that can be in some examples i've seen the uh, slave could not even go to the bathroom without first asking correct um what they wore what they ate when they ate a meal what time they woke up their routine for the day Mm -hmm. um everything that was not sort of any part of their vanilla life like their job was managed by the master dominant top okay um either through direct verbal do this now or oh you asked for this here i give you my permission or it's sort of pre-set up it's negotiated that at this time you're going to do this and at this time you're going to do that and there's not a lot of the verbal back and forth it's already been decided and so then the bottom or slave or submissive just has to sort of follow those rules when there's a variation then they they seek permission to do something different outside of the parameters that have already been established for them um in the one couple that i'm thinking of i think they're still together I do not know if they're still doing my if the micromanagement is a part of their dynamic, um, but there were certain things that she just knew what she was supposed to do because they had negotiated all of that, and then right. everything else was a um, a text message, email, verbal question: "May I do this? May I do that?" Mm-hmm. Um, micromanagement can also be down to as detailed as how you you know hold your body you know is your head up or your eyes down who do you look at where do you walk where do you stand how do you sit how do you kneel every single in 
deep, deep micromanagement. Every single action is determined by the master dom top. Right. Now, person. I don't know if you, if you, now, first I just want to say Silent Wing said, maybe referred to as owner slave. Owner slave. Which, Thank you. I which like I, that. Which one. I do I like, like that because yes. it, it's a little bit more, more inclusive. inclusive. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. Now, I don't know if it's the same couple. Um, I knew I knew a couple years ago that we're in a, a, a owner slave relationship, and they it, it was such a thing that she could not even break protocol to to talk to him about certain things, and they actually had someone who was designated as a mediator. If if either one of them were having any kind of, of problems, mm -hmm. they would actually go to this mediator mm -hmm. to to work through what was going on in the relationship. Yes. Or, or in the protocols. A, that was a different couple I was thinking of. Okay. But they were on my mind because of that. Yes. So within their dynamic, it was so micromanaged. And I, if I recall, because we went to a workshop where they were leading the workshop, and what they said was the way the relationship is set up is if the slave consents to be in the relationship what they consent to is literally having no consent everything about their life is then determined by their owner mm -hmm. um and that made my butt clench because i cannot imagine it yeah she seemed i mean of course we're only seeing from the outward appearances and right. workshop, she seemed very happy what made me clench a little less was when they talked about how they handle the inevitable problems that are going to come up, mm -hmm. the concerns that somebody might have, the um, disagreements that m might occur. And in that situation, it's not disagreements the way I think of them, where I verbally am like, I disagree with you, daddy, right? Yeah. It was not handled <laughs> yeah. that way. Um, and all of those things were discussed in, in great detail before they entered this relationship. So, um, this was not a new dynamic for the top in that situation. This mm -hmm. is the kind of relationship he typically has with many different partners. Um, and so he had kind of worked out his system right. and was able to go into great detail for the slave submissive partner to understand what they were getting into. And then, yes, mm -hmm. I felt a little bit better that they had a mechanism in place yeah, and, to deal with stuff. And, and all this had, had been... Um, you know, before they they stepped into this, they there was a lot of negotiating mm -hmm. going on, mm -hmm. and and also with them there there was also a a certain aspect of consensual non consent. Yes, in their relationship as yes. well. So there there was a lot of very um, deep and very intense negotiating that mm -hmm. went on. In, in all that before they, they fully stepped into right. it. Yes. So for anybody who is considering micromanagement, if you're like, oh no, actually that sounds like totally my jam, that is the biggest thing. Like every dynamic in a power exchange needs a lot of communication, a lot of conversation, a lot of negotiation, a lot of sort of hammering out the details. But when you go down that path of micromanagement and very high protocol and every movement means mm -hmm. something and every movement is directed by another person then you're talking about communication at a degree that i don't i'm not even sure i can handle yeah. um now it's an ongoing thing you're 
no dynamic can ever work out all every single solitary detail before you start. It is something that has to be sort of a living, breathing, growing dynamic. Um, but those kind, and there are variations within micromanagement. There are people who do it, it, they do it for a short amount of time. They do it with only specific relationships. They do it while it works for their life. I cannot imagine it, but right now my life is filled with two kids and a freelance business. So I, I truly cannot mm -hmm. imagine it. Um, the, the first couple that we met that did micromanagement, um, I think the, like I said, the only time every moment of her day was not completely structured by her owner was while she was at work, but that he still had little things that she was supposed to do while at work um, that kept her in that mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't have kids. And I think at least one of them worked from home. And so there was a lot more freedom. Um, and I, so I think sometimes these things work at certain, if, if you're interested in them and they intrigue you, I think they work better at certain points of life than they do at other points of life. Um, I have not met that I know of met anybody who's done it for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not possible. Of course it's possible. I think it's a lot of hard work. Um, but I think like anything, once you get into rhythms and patterns and routines, it probably doesn't, it only looks like hard work to those of us on the outside of her. Like, holy shit, I could mm -hmm. not do that. Um, <clears throat> And for the, and like in the live stream, I know there are people who are talking about their experience with it. And that, if you are interested in it, you need to seek those people out. Cause one, I am not here to tell you. Yeah. One, I would probably be like, are you sure about that? Well, um, but that is the important thing is to find other experiences so that you can see how broad the spectrum is even within micromanagement. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody mentioned in the live stream about as, as the, the owner or master being a lot of work or it being mm -hmm. stressful um being daddy to a vivacious baby girl can be stressful different kind of stress yes <laughs> well i know that's but i i i think it it can be especially if you're not used to micromanaging right and I am not. So for me, that would probably be very stressful. I would spend more time reminding you of what you needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I also think that someone who's entering into that type of, of relationship or dynamic, that too is part of the reason for all the negotiation, for getting everything laid out up front. When, when it's done that way, it, it is a tool to make it less stressful right. to, to make it less work. Now, there are people who are wired that can micromanage. Right, and can do it well. Yes. Many of us have had the boss who could not. <laughs> We've yes. all met that person at least once in life. <laughs> Those people do exist. The reason, though, I bring this up, again, is not to get bogged down in what micromanagement is because... My, I, I respect the fact that people can do it. And there are people, like I said, in the live stream chat right now who are talking about their own experiences with mm -hmm. it. I am so on the side of, yeah, but what about when vanilla life like creeps in, right? So for me, it's definitely, I'm not even good at doing it in a scene. Yeah. But the reason I want to talk about it is that, that responsibility and that stress that you mentioned, mm -hmm. that, first of all, there's a responsibility for any uh, 
power exchange dynamic, just in general. Both sides of the slash have their responsibilities. Um, I think that it's a good sign when somebody who is the dom or top in the power exchange comes mm -hmm. at it from a, uh oh, can I handle the responsibility? This kind of stresses me out a little bit. It should not be stressful in a really overly negative way. That means there needs to be more conversation about what they think this dynamic is. But part of the stress that I see in the conversations I have with people and the messages we get is that they're stressed out that they won't be able to handle all of the responsibility. Mm -hmm. And when you dig a little deeper, it's because they think that what they're meant <clears throat> to do in a 24 seven dynamic is micromanage mm -hmm. their partner. Yeah, And, and see, Pamela brought up a, a good point. There are some people that thrive on that. Of course there are. And that, that and, yeah. and that is all valid. And yes, what I would like to shift to <laughs> <laughs> okay. is for the folks who think that 24-7 is micromanagement. Micromanagement is 24-7. 24-7 is not micromanagement. True. Right? Like Absolutely. It is one way of doing 24-7. Right. Right. So... If you are intrigued by micromanagement and you want to learn more, first of all, please be a little nervous. Please be a little concerned about can you handle the responsibility? I think that's a, a wise thing. I think it's wise to go into these new structures and dynamics wondering, can I do it? Mm -hmm. Because then you are not so cocky and so, um, there's a word, but it's too early in the morning for me. And I haven't had enough coffee. Right, you're not so um, arrogant that you think you know what you're doing and you just do what you want to do. If there's a little mm -hmm. bit of nerves, like I always feel a little bit more comfortable when somebody's a little nervous, just a little nervous, not overly nervous, not so anxious that you can't function, a little nervous, wondering, can I handle this? Can I do this? Hmm, I don't know. Usually means you'll start out a little slower. You'll be a little bit more patient. Mm -hmm. You'll take your time, usually. But with the focus I want to have in today's conversation is the other side. One, because I'm more comfortable on the other side. And two, because that is a thing I see a lot of where people yeah. are like, oh my gosh, I can't do 24 seven because I think that means micromanagement. No, it doesn't. No. I think that for us, and this is what we're going to talk about our experience and mm -hmm. our experience is not the only experience with 24 seven. Thank you very much. 24 seven is more a mindset from my perspective than the actions we take. Yeah, I, I when when say twenty four seven, it it's a little bit of a misnomer, per se, because it's not a constant twenty four seven all the time. I mean the I I think it's. It's and see, I the, would disagree with you. The the implicate the implication of it is there. It underlies that. It's, it's always kind of there, but it's not like every minute, every day. And that's where I would disagree with you. Oh? Because every minute of every day, mm -hmm. you are daddy and I am baby girl. Now, do we okay. have to put on our vanilla personas and I have to be mom or I have to be, you know, lady in grocery store? Uh, yes. And so I'm not walking around talking about my daddy and I'm not, you know, yeah. um, I'm not, well, I am sometimes getting my hair pulled in the, uh, parking lot of a Starbucks, but yes. that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I say it's that was a, a shock to you, wasn't it? Oh, we will talk about that. <laughs> um, that's why I say it's a mindset. 24 seven can be a mindset and the actions and the protocols and the rules and the tasks and all that can be important if they are important to you. 
Um, and there are some that are important to us and there are some that were important at one time and just aren't anymore. Our lives just are different. But there is never a point in any day where I forget that you are daddy, you are in control, you are the decider. Sometimes I'm the one reminding him that he's the decider. Could he decide, please? Um, <laughs> but that's where the mindset comes in. Because now, will I, do, I, do I sort of push against it sometimes? Sometimes he rolls up as the decider. He's like, you're going to do this. And I'm like, what? My head wasn't there. I was thinking about something else. Uh, and sometimes I fight against it. And sometimes I push back a little bit. But ultimately, unless it's a hard limit, I do it. I might go. I might go kicking and screaming. Let's let's be honest here. I'm a baby girl. To baby girl, yeah. Right, right, yeah. I, I might whine about it, but there is no point at any point in the day you cannot turn and look at me and tell me what to do. That ultimately I will not do it. That to me is twenty four seven. There is True. no off switch. There. Is, so for some dynamics, and this is also valid. The only time they are DS is behind closed doors in their bedroom, whether they're having sex or not, mm -hmm. right? The only time they get to, they are DS is during sex. The only time they're DS is if they go to a kink event. And the rest of their life, they literally, like, it's like an off switch. The dominant partner does not get to tell the submissive partner what to do outside of those parameters. Just doesn't happen. Um, we do not live that life. Then, And the time where we have the friction between us because it is the only thing that is probably is not governed by our power exchange is raising the kids and business. Right. But, but, and this is the argument we've had many times because I, submission is not what I do. It's who I am. I mean, it's both, but it is who I am. I will defer to him. I will defer True. to him. And that's where I have to fight my natural instincts to of deference. Because if I really think that a parenting thing, my way is the way we need to go, um, that's a harder fight because I'm fighting myself and I'm fighting him. But my natural reaction is to defer. When we're talking business, and so if business was just all my decisions, I would own a brand new camera right now. Yes. But... One, it's the right thing to actually negotiate these things with your partner and come to an agreement that you can both live with. But two, you want to wait. I defer to that. I defer to that. To me, even though, even in business, the DS does not rule us, mm -hmm. I'm always submissive. I, it's, there okay. is no off All button right. for me. And, and see, I, I guess that's why our views differ a little bit on that mm -hmm. because of the fact Early on when we negotiated our relationship, that was one of the first things she said. My, my work, my job is, is off limits. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I feel that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you are always there. You will do what I ask. But there are certain things that technically are off limits from the dynamic. Yes, and that is because in a practical sense, you cannot sit down at my desk and tell me how to write a blog post. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. But you can say things like, are you going to be done at such and such time today? True. I'd really like you to be done at such and such time today. Yeah. Oh, baby girl, I know you're working. Can I get a cup of coffee? So yeah. you still intertwine with my daily work True. life, even though you have no direct say over the actual work I do which mm -hmm. in almost every power exchange there is I don't kind of care how high protocol 
protocol or micromanaged. And yes, somebody in the comments did point out those two are two different things. Yeah. Um, that you are when your partner goes off to work, unless you're the boss, mm. you don't get to call up and go, are you doing your job this way? That is yeah. sort of the natural part of life. I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was going to keep going on with my broader point. Okay. Because see the, 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 the getting the yeah. coffee is, is a very good thing. I mean, we don't have the type of structured relationship where at any point during the day I can go to you. I want a cup of coffee now. You could, You'd get a look. Exactly. Because I know, if, especially if you're sitting at that desk over there and, and you're working, when when you're doing what you do, that you do so well, by the way, you can't just stop at any given point and walk away. A lot of what you do, you have to follow through to you get to a point that you can stop, mm -hmm. which is why, yes, it's more like, baby girl, when you get to a point that you can stop, I'm right. ready for coffee. But here's how this works from my mindset of who mm -hmm. I am as a submissive and that we are 24-7. And again, this is just my mindset. Not everybody's going to see it this way. I First of all, I appreciate that you either say something like that when you get to a stopping point, I need you to do this, or you ask. You'll actually ask. Yeah. Are you? When will you be at a point where you can do this? Are you at a point where you can do this? I would really like this when you get a chance, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? It's very polite. It's my kind of dominance. There's not a lot of like command issuing kind of thing going on um but because of who i am i will hurry up i will get to a stopping point faster than i might i will bend myself to fit your wants and needs now in a healthy relationship that's not a problem you know mm -hmm. because one i know that you take care of me and my wants and needs and among other things and so it's it's a give and take um just a word of caution if you, as um, on either side of the slash, but speaking from a submissive perspective, if you are twisting yourself in knots to get shit done for your top or dom, and they do not ever bend a little bit to get shit done for you, short of there being like some part of your protocol where maybe that's a part of it, I just want you to be careful. Mm -hmm. I just want you to take notice. Like I can do I can go above and beyond for my dominant because my dominant goes above and beyond for me. Not necessarily in the exact same way. We're two sides of a similar coin. We're offering and giving and providing different things, complementary things. But I'll go above and beyond when I know that one, it's appreciated, and two, that I've got somebody who will, in their own way, at the right time, do the same thing for me. Um, and I think that that can be true in any dynamic, an owner-slave, a uh, caregiver a little dom sub doesn't matter it's done in different ways it's expressed in different ways but you are each giving of yourself and taking care of each other in some complimentary way and so yes as a 24 7 sub you want something i'm gonna do my best to get it to you as soon as i can mm -hmm. even when it quote, interferes with parts of my life that we have deemed off limits to power exchange. Yeah. That's why I say that we are 24 seven, even though I have two tasks that I do daily, coffee mm -hmm. and the bed. Those are the only two tasks, that's it. Um, I don't have to ask for permission for a lot of things. Um, we do not follow almost any level of protocol these days. We just don't. We just don't. It, we it, just don't. I, I think for us, where we are at it's right now. It's very casual. It's more casual. I think for the way we both work, mm -hmm. 
in the things, different things that we do, I, I think that would be too difficult. I think it would be too. I, I, some, there are times I sort of long for a calmer life where we could have a little bit more structure, but mm -hmm. I also have had freedom for so long that <laughs> I'm really yeah. not good with structure. Some, sometimes I think maybe that could chip once the boys are grown and out of the house. Hey, probably. Yeah. And also when I'm not working 60 hours a week, that might, well, that might be helpful. Yeah. We're working on it. We're working on mm -hmm. it. Um, so there, that's why I was even saying earlier in micromanagement, there are times of life where that is just easier to do than other times of life. It's not that it's impossible. It's not, I can't imagine high structure with kids and business, but other people can and they can make it work. 24 seven can be, absolutely can be a massive list of tasks and routines and protocols. And this is how you're going to dress and this is how you're going mm -hmm. to look and this is, you know, how you will address me and this is, you know, how we will handle these things and this is how we'll handle those things. Yes, it can be that way, but it doesn't have to be that way, especially if you are like us and, or me, I might say, and embrace the idea that 24 seven can be a mindset. It's about who you are within that relationship, not mm -hmm. always what you do. I think that's really good for beginners to 24 seven because yeah. once you have the mindset, the actions become a little bit easier, but also it becomes a little bit easier to go, you know, we can go slow. Let's start with one thing. We talked about that in the patience episode. Oh, oh, just a bad word. I don't like saying it, uh, but it's, it is true. It is true. I can admit that it's true. If you come into your 24 seven dynamic and go, okay, we are 24 seven because we see each other in these roles every day, regardless of what mm -hmm. we're physically doing. I know, I know my place in this relationship, regardless of what I'm physically doing. Then you can take your time and slowly add more of the physical stuff, whether it's the kinky fuckery or it's the day-to-day -day structure. And some submissives crave structure. I, you know, it's funny, I crave structure, but I get so much structure from my work life at this point that it feels very, um, it feels too constrictive when you want me to be really structured because it's like, oh my God, mm -hmm. every moment of my day is now structured. Right. And that, and I rebel against that. Um, there hopefully will come a time when that is not the case and we can flip because early in our relationship, there was more structure. Part of yes. that is because we were long distance. So we created mm -hmm. structure so we knew we could be with each other right so we we had we we had a lot more structure yes because we had specific times in the morning when we would talk um during lunch breaks we had specific times at night before going to sleep we had specific times that we would chat so yeah there there was a lot more structure in that in that time yes and it's funny because when we first moved in together we tried superstructure and i freaked out Yes. <laughs> I freaked Big out. Time. I was like, what? To, to the point that we actually... We took a two-week break. We, we had to, to take a totally stop and you know any what, BS and step back. And yeah. here's the thing. I forget about that break. I don't forget about that break because I lived it. I was there. I remember the freak out. But you were always daddy. That's what I'm saying. I... Mm -hmm. You know, we've had the conversation before that if the DS went away, you know, what relationship is left for us underneath, that's the thing that lasts, right? So the DS is icing on the cake. You, I, okay, I don't ever, I try never say always or never 
So anything is possible, of course. But the power structure could go away. Mm -hmm. You are still daddy. I am still a submissive person when I'm in a romantic slash sexual relationship. That is who I am. That is who I am. <laughs> so you could say, you don't have to do, you're not, we're not doing the bed anymore. And you're not getting my coffee anymore. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. And yeah, we'll just keep it to mm -hmm. rough sex. Sure. I am still a service submissive underneath it all. I'm still going to take care of you. Like, that's what I do for the people I love. I take mm -hmm. care of the people I love. You take care of the people you love. You just do it in different ways. You love being in control. The only time you've ever come close to anxiety was when you felt out of control. Yeah. Not at home. I, I did my part. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. I remember that all too well. <laughs> bad times. Bad times. But that's like... We could we could say that the labels are gone. Mm -hmm. We could say that the routines and the tasks and the rules are gone. But who we are is who we are. And to me, for me, that's where 24-7 lies. That's where mm -hmm. it begins. When you... And I don't think some people, it's not like a switch. Some people can't just go, oh, okay, I, I'm always a dom. And so I'm, I just live this life and that's who I am. I think for some people, it does start with actions. It starts with doing the thing until they get so comfortable with it that it just feels natural. For some of us, it is realizing this is who we are at our core, regardless of what the actions are. It's why I don't feel like I need a lot of rules to live by or tasks mm -hmm. to do. Not just because it doesn't quite fit in our life, but because... I, you know, I, what I really want is to alternate between being overly sassy and kind of making you like growl a little bit. That is fun to me. And also being soft <laughs> and squishy and going, yes, daddy, whatever you want, daddy. And that's me expressing my, our dynamic and our power exchange mm -hmm. without anything else around it. Um, now that's, again, like I said, at the very, very beginning, that's just one sliver, tiny little sliver on the entire spectrum of what 24-7 can be. Because 24-7 can absolutely include high protocol where there's very structured, you're going to speak this way, this mm -hmm. is your body language, this is how you hold your body, this is how you dress, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. You move forward into, you know, further down the spectrum into total micromanagement where every single action and word is dictated on some level by the owner dom top and that of course is 24 7 unless and here's where the two cross streams and are still separate micromanagement in a kinky fuckery scene i've been micromanaged in a kinky fuckery scene i've been told you will lay here you will say this you will do this you will not move until i tell you i will do and every single other than my response and even my responses have been controlled how many times have we gotten kinky and you've been like, oh, I don't want to hear a word, which yeah. is really fucking hard when you're a loud person. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so some of us play with micromanagement and just don't even realize that we do it. And I and it's in those scenes and it's it's in those highly structured scenes where a submissive gives up as much control as is humanly possible to give up. And the dominant takes as much control as is humanly possible to take. And that's one type of micromanagement. Yeah. Um, but for some people, for the people who are maybe bedroom only or have that switch where in their mind where it's they're not 24-7, that's an example of you can do micromanagement and not do 24-7 because you're doing it in your scene. And it's a type 
uh, it, it's not that much different. The outcome is different. Maybe it's about orgasms. Maybe it's about orgasm denial. Maybe it's about, it's about sexual pleasure more than anything, but it's all part of the same world. So many of us do play with micromanagement. We just don't realize we play with micromanagement. Mm -hmm. Just like many of us have the capacity, if it's our desire to do 24 seven, but we overthink it. And we think it is, oh my gosh, I have to manage every single solitary thing that my submissive is gonna do today. Who the fuck's got time for that? First of all, this guy doesn't have time for it. No. No. <laughs> and I don't have the patience no. for it. Because I'd be like, you want me to what? Well, first I have to do these five. I have said that before. Yes. When I'm not not in my, my submissive mindset. You want me to what? Well, how about I do these <laughs> other five things first? And then I'm reminded of who's in charge. Mm-hmm. So here's there's another thing I will say about 24-7 relationship <laughs> dynamic and mindset. Nobody's perfect. You will have moments mm-hmm. where I know who I am. I am the baby girl. Mm-hmm. I am the submissive. I am happy in this role. I love this role. But sometimes I got a mouth on me. <laughs> really? And sometimes that's not where my head is first in, the, in a moment. <laughs> so that's probably another thing that just for anybody thinking about 24 seven that I would just like, like to put out there for you, you, there will be times when you're not so utterly devoted to your dynamic that you just fall into that mindset. The moment that the other partner speaks, like it just, we're human. It just does not always happen that way. I do feel properly ashamed of myself when I behave that way. It's not a good look. (laughs) I'm not, I'm, it's, no, I'm, yeah, that one that, doesn't get tweeted <laughs> when I behave no, that way. <laughs> it, and, and I do have to say, they are far and few between. Yes, it's usually in very high stress moments for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And normally mm-hmm. afterwards, you're like, sorry, daddy. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, get used to apologizing. Um, the one thing I will say that is similar, and somebody's mentioning it in the live stream chat, mm-hmm. um, that is definitely worth mentioning both 24 seven, both micromanagement and everything else within the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, you start with what you think will work, what you'd like to try, what you'd like to get to one. I will always say, take it slowly, ease into these things as best you can. Don't overwhelm each other because then it's nobody wants to do it because everybody's stressed out about it. Um, and then tweak it. And then go, okay, what's working, what's not? Have a constant system of communication. Um, for us, that's just talking. Like we're in the car. I'll be like, yeah. I was thinking about this thing. Or he's, you're getting better at in the middle of the night when nobody can sleep. You know, I've got something on my mind. Let's talk about it. Okay, I'm here for it. Um, so yeah. it, it can be scheduled times to do a check-in of your relationship. It can also be just the moment you see that you have a couple minutes Um to yourself with no screaming children or you know adults in your life who need care or job mm-hmm. or whatever whatever it is that's got your attention right that need that need your focus um it's the entire relationship is one of constant tweaking um, yes. we tweak less these days than we used to but we'll still play around with different things sure. for us it's more uh, these days it's more in our kinky fuckery where we're, we're playing and tweaking and trying different things but in your relationship style, the principle holds true. You you go in with the idea of what you think you want to do and what you think you want your relationship to look like. And, and then you shape it and mold it to what works. Exactly. And 
24-7 on the light end like us, where it's most of the time is pure mindset, um, up to really high protocol, really micromanaged, owner-slave, like however intense your dynamic is, it does not have to look like anybody else's dynamic. No. In no way, shape, or form does it have to look like anything you see online, some fet life thing you read, the way we talk about it, the way somebody at your munch talks about it. Nope, 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 nope. That it's not awful to use those examples as drawing boards. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they do that. I really like that thing that they do. I, I wouldn't mind throwing that in there. Oh, but that couple over there does this. I'd like to try that and mix and match. Then you try it and you go, okay, mm-hmm. that did not work for me. And you throw it out. You are not a failure. No. It just didn't work for you. It's not your it, it's not your fit. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which is why I know that as much as there are times I would like a little bit more structure as soon as the rest of my life is a little less structured, mm-hmm. um, I could not do micromanagement. One, I don't have the patience for it. Two, you would stress out. Most you likely, absolutely yeah. absolutely would stress mm-hmm. out because I part of my service is reminding him of things. Not yes. just things he needs to do, but things I need him to allow me to do. Right. Neither of us could handle him having to remember all the things that I'm supposed to do and me reminding him of all the things no, I'm I, supposed to I, do. I, I, will, I will freely admit that, that I work. am terrible with that. Always have been. And... You know, years ago when when I had my business, um, oh my gosh, I I did like you. I had a planner at that point, and I would plan out because of nature what I did. I would plan out probably about a month mm-hmm. out, and that was the only way I could could do it. I I had to be that way. Now since then. Um, especially, yeah, I've, I've gotten, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Part of it though is the way our life looks these days. True. You know, I mean, you can only give so much focus to any one thing at any given time. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of people, including people listening to us now or who are watching and talking in the chat, um, who that's where their focus is, is their relationship. And so they're putting a lot of time and a lot of energy into it. Mm -hmm. And I love that because the things that you find now that work for you, um, as long as they work for your life, as your life changes, they'll stay with you because you've put the energy in. Mm -hmm. And the things that maybe don't work for you, those tend to be the things that drop off the soonest. Or you're like, okay, life is changing. Something's got to give. Oh, that thing I didn't really like, we're going to let that go. Um, And yeah, they're... No, the way it worked for us a few years ago just doesn't mm-hmm. work right now. But right. we are still 24-7. For, like I said, for me, it's pure mindset. I don't need my actions to be governed in order to know who I am within the relationship. And I think a lot of people are like that. I'm not saying that, oh, if you have to be told what to do and you're micromanaged, it's the only way you know you're submissive or slave. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. But mm-hmm. there are people who really enjoy and crave and want that structure. And so they will yeah. work towards developing it. And then there are those of us who are like, eh, I don't really need it. I don't need it. And that's okay. And so when you're coming into 24-7 and you're nervous, especially if you're the one going, oh my God, every every move I make is going to be determined by my dom. Or you're the dom and you're like, oh my God, I have to tell this person what to do every moment of the day. Mm-hmm. No, no. You 
want to talk about how you feel about your dominance or your submission and how you feel within your dynamic, then you do mutually together have to talk about what Mm -hmm. would you like to do? What would you not like to do? How much structure would you ideally like to have? Um, How much is too much? You won't really know until you get into the thick of things. Um, you won't really know until you put that plan into practice and you're like, oh, that I have to yeah. send you a text every single day at exactly 10 a.m. That's, that's not working. Can I just, can we tweak that? I'll send you a text every day by blah, blah time, right? Um, and those are the, that's the, the beauty of any type of dynamic you have, okay? Whether you're really, really relaxed and chill and you barely use titles, all the way up to extremely high protocol, extremely micromanaged. The little S does not make a single move without their their partner approving, mm-hmm. right? Everything in between, it's all valid, okay? So mm-hmm. when you start thinking about 24-7, if you immediately go to micromanagement to that end of the spectrum, you, you've, you've skipped a lot in between. <laughs> you skipped miles and miles <laughs> of dynamic in between. And so from our view, and we are just one couple, I think it is safe to say for us, micromanagement is very much about structure and activity Mm -hmm. and routine and tasks and protocols and every single solitary little thing that you do or don't do. And 24 seven, while it can be that, is more mindset. It's more about how you see yourself. It can be as simple as how you see yourself in the relationship. And it does not have to be predicated solely on actions. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. And those two yeah. things, the streams cross on all of that, okay? It's not that they're distinctive things. It's all part of the same spectrum. Ooh, and somebody said the best word. And we did a little episode on this. And I'm going to um, maybe see if we can need to update that. Okay. And Silent Wing said, structure is nice, but honestly, what I really like is the accountability. I'm a hot mm. mess if I'm left alone. Same. Same. I like the accountability, too. I don't want the yeah. structure, but I want to know that. And maybe I look at it. Maybe I'm thinking of accountability slightly differently. I'm not sure. But I know that um, when something is going to happen or I want something to happen or to occur or I'm planning on something, it's never my decision alone. Everything I do, I'm going to, to John Brownstone first, and we're going to talk it through. And sometimes it's a, oh, shit, we have to decide together, which means I have to make up my fucking mind. Uh. <laughs> and sometimes it's a, daddy, tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't get enough of those daddy, tell me what to do moments anymore. I, I could use probably a few, few more you of used to do You used to do that a lot. I did used yeah. to do that a lot. You don't, you don't as much anymore. No. No, partly because my mind is so wrapped up in things where you can't just tell me what to do. True. Because they're business related. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? And then well, I defer I, I think, And yeah. then I defer. I, I found that a lot of times because of the nature of what you're doing and how it has been changing, mm-hmm. um, you use me as, not that I can tell you what to do. But you use me as a sounding board to to vocalize things, which helps. One, I trust your opinion. Mm -hmm. Two, I know that even when you don't have all of the information, maybe you don't have as much knowledge about a topic as where you could make just a decision, 
you um, trust my judgment, and sometimes yeah. you're just a really good sounding board. Mm-hmm. Um, some people in the the live chat are talking about using structure and their power exchange to help with their anxiety, and mm-hmm. you know you don't have to worry about what to do if somebody just tells you what to yeah. do. There have absolutely been times where that is how I um, sort of got through a day where I didn't. Yeah. It was, I don't have to think about what to do because mm-hmm. if I just do what I'm told, then I can't be wrong. That was how I got through a lot of scenes too, because there was a, I had a lot of anxiety about, am I doing the right thing? Am I sexy enough? Am I this enough? Am I that enough? And I finally got to a point where I was like, wait, all I have to do is listen to this dominant partner that I trust. Mm-hmm. And if they're happy with me, then I'm doing it right. If they don't want me to do something, they will tell me. If this is good, they will say something. And part of that is because that worked for me and I think that works for a lot of other people. You have to be a partner or have a partner who communicates that, right? Like they have to be the kind of partner who's like, this is what I want you to do. This is what I don't want you to do. You're doing a good job. Mm, that needs improvement, right? To be able to to give criticism without tearing you down, to be able to tell you when things didn't go quite the way they envisioned without making you a bigger mess than uh, you might have been otherwise. Um, I have hit a point in my life for right now, knock on wood, my anxiety is not... It's very, very focused on very specific things. And mm-hmm. unfortunately... I can't be dommed out of it. I can't just be told. But that's <laughs> but because he's daddy, right? And he is my protector, my nurturer, my all the caregiver things there. Mm-hmm. When I am anxious about those things, he is the one I go to. I will go to nobody else before I go to him. And there are times I could would probably be better off talking to other people who like do the work I do or understand it. And I'm like, nope, this is the person I trust. You know, he's gonna talk me through it. That's how he mm-hmm. helps me as my dom. It's not here, do this, do that. Don't think, you know, don't overthink what you need to do, which is, yeah. um, can be a very good, um, ha- a huge help if you are an anxious person in a power exchange. And it's more of a, here, let's help, let me, I'll help you think through it clearly. Exactly. I, I was going to say, I'm almost in, in a sense like your therapist sometimes <laughs> because I don't tell you what to do, but I lead you to the decision that is right for you at the time. Mm-hmm. Usually in that case, I know what the decision is. I'm just such a fucking anxious mess. I need somebody I trust from the outside to go, have you thought about it this way? And there are very few people in this world I trust that much. And I can trust you that much because of the relationship we've built, because of the communication we have. Right. Because we've built the power exchange the way we have. Because, 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 because. Because. (laughs) So are there clear differences between micromanagement and 24-7 DS? It depends on what you want. Yeah. Um, are they all part of the same thing? Yes. Can you do micromanagement a little bit and then not do it? Yes. Um, anybody with a kinky scene where every move's been directed by the dom or top, you were doing some level of micromanagement, um, whether you realize it or not. Sometimes we call that discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, the D in uh, BDSM, one of one of the things it stands for is discipline. Um, and I kind of suck at that. <laughs> maybe one day we'll play with it more um but for anybody who is nervous oh i think we might be buffering um for anybody yeah we have a red light over there for anybody who is nervous about 24 7 um it is not 
always micromanagement. It does not have to be micromanagement. Mm -hmm. And that was ultimately the point I wanted to make. Micromanagement is a valid expression uh, of power exchange, um, but it is not the only way. We are so buffering. I know. If anybody's here, I know we are still here. Hey, podcast listeners, you're getting to listen to us. Uh, yeah, do our thing. All right, probably should. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so okay, Uh, we don't know if anybody can even see or hear us. I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. there. Okay, there we go. The screen seems to be moving again. Hopefully it'll stay that way. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to get back to what I'm trying to get back to is the chat so I can see it. And podcast folks, we love you too. Hopefully everything is working. Oh, there we go. We'll take it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can see us again. Okay. No, we had an internet connection issue while we were live streaming. There was an orange light on our router box. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping, uh, we'll talk about this maybe in the, the bonus section, I'm hoping that when we get an office in our next house, we have dedicated internet in there as yeah. well. Okay, uh, if the screen is frozen but you can hear, um, you might want to refresh. Um, but if you can hear us, we'll, we'll take it, pretend it's like the podcast. So <laughs> uh, that those are our views on the differences between, which really there's not that many differences between them Mm -hmm. um it's all about how you view them and so if you are worried about 24 7 ignore micromanagement until you decide if you're at a point where you want to do that Mm. because you don't have to and and some people um pam mentioned earlier at at that time in her life it was what she needed exactly you know some and yes that and that's that's kind of the thing you have to decide what you need at the time Mm-hmm. And it, you know, once it's, it's fulfilled its purpose, then you, you, you move on to something move else, move on to something else. You change it up to what, what works for you at that point. Exactly. I mean, nothing is, nothing in this is ever set in stone. Exactly. And that I think is the, the biggest point. I think it makes sense if you're new that you worry about getting it right right away Mm -hmm. or are you going to pick the right dynamic for you or any of that um it's cliche but it is absolutely a journey yeah it is it's a windy path too it's not even a Mm -hmm. nice straight line it's no we're gonna try this we're gonna turn left we're gonna turn right oh we're gonna stand still for a while i feel like that's kind of where we're at we're in a sort of a a stasis right now things work we don't really have the bandwidth to expand on a lot of things because we've got other things going on when we do we will (laughs) so that's that about that um (laughs) and then we'll do oh no no no! there was one more thing i want to talk about before let anybody go only because i just want to point it out and i I didn't start the podcast slash live stream slash video with this because i thought i'd go off on a tangent and maybe i won't who knows um (laughs) I posted a blog post to lovingbdsm.net 
on Monday. So if anybody goes there now, it'll probably be towards the top. You'll be able to see it fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Where I asked, I answered a question that was asked about, um, can I basically, can I stop being kinky for my vanilla partner that I love a lot, a lot, a lot? Uh, people have opinions. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of, a people lot have of very strong opinions. A, a lot of differing but strong opinions. Yes. Oh, I don't know. The opinions were very similar, which was a uh, uh, health. Okay. No, I can't stop being kinky well, for a vanilla partner. Um, I know I couldn't. I could not at this point either. Nor would I want to. Yeah. Um, uh, before I met you, and while I think while I was seeing my first dominant partner, I kind of made the decision then. Mm-hmm. that any partner I have after that would have to be at the at minimum a top. Um, and even when we talk about the potential partners I may have in our, your poly in practice, I'm poly in theory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to be topped. It's just, I gotta be topped. Um, yeah. And I know that about myself. Um, but it was, I wanted to sort of bring it up because it did create a lot of strong like reaction to people. And the way I wrote it was not to tell I don't give advice that way. I don't tell people, they ask a direct question, I don't give a direct answer. What I ask them to do is to think about it and to Mm -hmm. answer some questions for themselves, which I hope will then maybe bring up more questions that they can sort of think about. Basically, I'm like, please, please go be introspective about this for five minutes and then decide. Because it is very easy to give advice, but I don't have to live with the outcome of my advice. So I try to be very careful about it. But it was a post that people had thoughts about. It was so funny because the reactions I was getting from Twitter, I could tell that some of the people had not read the actual post. <laughs> just yeah. answering the question. I was like, that's cool. That works. I don't care. But yeah, there were a lot of people who were like, hell fuck. No, I'm not giving up being kinky for a vanilla partner. Um, I did have one person who gave kind of a, an answer the way I tend to give answers of, I guess it depends. And it does. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, so yeah, we do have that on the blog and I kind of wanted to put that out there because it did, I haven't written a blog post in a while that created a reaction like that. So it will be in the next newsletter that goes out on Friday. If you are subscribed to the Loving BDSM newsletter, um, you will get to see it that way. But yeah, if you have opinions on that, feel free to go take a look at that. Um, just like if you have opinions on this topic, mm-hmm. you know, um, the show notes page has, will have a comment section on Friday. The video has a comment mm-hmm. section. Um, apparently I have to say, like we used to say on the podcast, you are welcome to leave feedback. You are not welcome to be an asshole about it. (laughs) Um, I forget YouTube is its own place. Uh, the vast majority of people are wonderful and every once in a while, there's a rando that just makes me want, yeah. Uh, not allowed so are, to rant. So are we good? Uh, I think so, because anything else I wanted to talk about, I would talk about in the bonus, bonus section. section. But I do want to point out that blog post because there was such a reaction to it. So if yeah. you have thoughts, you mm-hmm. should go check it out. Um, I will we'll try to remember to link to it in all the appropriate places. Okay. Okay. So yes. Yes. Ready? Mm, vaguely. Right. Okay. Keep it kinky, y'all. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> You weren't ready. I wasn't ready. I don't know. I don't know. I had like a wandering thought, and then I, wasn't I gave ready. you the signal and everything. <laughs> For the record, normally when we record slash live stream, I'm on my like third cup of coffee. I haven't even finished cup number okay. one. So you can't get on me about the little blip in the beginning. <laughs> 
Well, what I uh, look forward to is when um, uh, video watchers come back later and they watch you looking at me and me pointing at the screen while we're in buffer mode and our internet was down. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be All right. gold. You want to try this again? <laughs> sure. I'll try and actually Get it right this time? time. Yes, okay. Meg, for the cutting room floor. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh God, I, I'm not a professional. I cut nothing out. Okay. <laughs> yes. Ready? Maybe. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. <laughs> mindset not always like being there with you sorry y'all um ah, okay i'm good i'm good i'm good what do we have for the bonus section um i don't know i've gone completely off track at this point i think there was something else oh there was something else and i'm glad we're doing it in the bonus section because i figure if you're here for the bonus section you like us well enough that you'll sit through this and not be too annoyed um, that we keep talking about because we're going to keep talking about it. And that is the Patreon um, membership drive. So we had kind of a stretch goal. We were trying to get to 100 uh, kinky patrons in Cricket Corner on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lords. And as of this morning, I believe we were at 105, maybe 106 patrons. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has joined us. That now means that we will be doing a giveaway uh, within Patreon for a weapon of ass destruction made by John Brownstone. I've got to figure out the mechanism of that giveaway. That's what I have to do, but the giveaway will happen. Um, for the membership drive, we are giving away goodies to anybody who is an existing member or joins in January. We have through January 31st, basically 11.59 p.m. Eastern um, to pledge and then depending on your pledge level will determine how much of a goodie you get in the mail and yes we are shipping internationally because these are small little things so it's not overly expensive to send across the world um, but we've got stickers and we've got bookmarks and we've got keychains and we've got um handwritten uh proud cricket note cards that i got like they're beautiful but i got them just a handful of them for not a lot of money so yeah so that's happening. Patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. Um, we would love to have you. We One of the things John Brownstone and I have to sit down and talk about, especially now that we hit one of uh, a, a fairly decent money size goal and the 100 uh, patrons, mm -hmm. is um, what we're going to do with those funds. So we're going to get a couple of tools that help us with social media so we can hopefully keep spreading the word. And then the other tool I want to get is meant to help put closed captions on videos. Um, it will be on the shorter yeah. videos at first because it, there's a charge for it. Um, so yeah, 
those are some of the things in the works. We just have to like mm-hmm. make them happen. Um, so patreon.com slash Lords. Uh, if you are a patron, you get access to a live Q and a with us every month. We um, answer questions from Patreon members. Um, we do a podcast episode once a month mm-hmm. just for Patreon. It's basically a bonus bonus section. We tend to talk about what we're doing. That's business related. So like, what is John Brownstone making in the shop? What are we coming out with next? What are some of the ideas we have for Patreon or for whatever we're doing in the podcast? Um, but then when we don't have a lot of that to talk about, we do talk about ourselves because of course we do. Of course we do. Um, and then sneak peeks at videos. You get to watch videos first. You don't, it's one of those things that you don't even have to go into YouTube if you don't want to because you get to see those videos in Patreon. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah yeah you get first announcements at new things we're doing like mm-hmm. there's a thing that we're doing we're doing it it's happening it'll happen in february we're not talking about it until it's official yep and patrons will get to know first mm-hmm. so patreon.com slash kayla lords okay um let's see the other thing i was going to share i got a new collar Yes. If you follow me personally, specifically, or us uh, on Instagram at that handle I hate, Loving DSM number one, you might have seen a picture of it. Um, on the Loving BDSM Instagram, I did it as a story. Um, on my personal Instagram, Kinky Kayla Lords, it, there's a picture. But it arrived and I got to get it after we recorded last week. Yes. Which yes. is why I didn't talk about it last week. Yep. Showed up in the mail right after we finished recording. Yep. <laughs> it is a purple lock with a mermaid silhouette on it and then the chain is silver and purple and it's purple. stainless steel yeah stainless steel so i can wear it in the shower mm-hmm. and it does lock yep and it is from the bonded giraffe yes um they're on etsy etsy mm-hmm. yeah they used to have a site but apparently that site doesn't work anymore so and i couldn't find them on social media so i didn't tag them but the bonded giraffe on yeah. etsy um, and the, uh, what I like about the locks is they have like dozens and dozens of designs. Yes. They, yes, they, they do a, a lot of different. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the ones I saw that I wanted was mermaids and butterflies. There were fairies. There were, they had unicorns. Unicorns, and, yep. kittens, puppies. Then there was a whole section of different, and they're not just purple, they're whatever colors. There were Marvel things. There were DC mm-hmm. things. Like I saw Iron Man. I saw uh, Captain America. Um, they had sports teams. Like whoever in your life would wear a lock and collar, whatever their thing is that they're into, they can probably make a collar yeah. for it. It so, was it really was like well past due to get you something new anyway. Yeah, um, we didn't even couldn't even unlock the old lock. I with with just prior to the move, lost the key for the other lock. <laughs> it Good. vanished. I, I really thought when I pulled my desk out when we were packing I would find it behind there, but uh, no go. It it completely vanished. And uh, a couple times when you had to go for an MRI to your neck, I literally had to take apart one of the the links 
in the chain mm -hmm. to take it off of you. <laughs> yep, I almost couldn't get an x-ray to my neck because they were like, oh, you need to be able to take this necklace off. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, I cannot, it locks, They Sorry. They won't let you in the MRI with any No, any and that was a neck yeah. MRI when I did that, yeah. so yeah. That, so yeah, I had the x-ray before I had the MRI and I was literally putting the necklace up as high as it would go. <laughs> So then when we yeah. scheduled the MRI, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, take this off. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was a twist, the little do lolly. So now we have yeah. the key, and the key has a special the, place. The, the key was put in a very safe place this time. Right. Yep. So, but I've already put in my request for more of these. Um, <laughs> and believe it or not, as much as I love purple, I know if you can see me right now, you're shocked by that. <laughs> um, I actually also love turquoise teal kind of color, because when you combine mm -hmm. that with purple, then it's like a mermaidy, peacocky kind of color. And color combination, and I like that. And so I have put in my request for a turquoisey teal mm. kind of bluey one. Yeah, mm. um, but I'm like, you know, whatever you want to do, Daddy, it's fine. Because <laughs> I'm so submissive all the time. <laughs> um, and in the live chat, I will uh, answer Jennifer's question about mm -hmm. um, being a patron. You just have to make sure that you. Um, input your mailing address. So if you sign up to be a patron in January, 2020, or if you were already one from before January, you just go into your Patreon um, settings. Profile. Profile, thank you. I couldn't think of the words. Words are hard, I've only had one cup of coffee. <laughs> and you make sure your mailing address <laughs> is there. And somebody else did ask, they were like, what if my given name is different than the name you know me as on social media and I'm like, and they don't want that name to be on their mail. Then you put your legal name and your legal address mm -hmm. and I never mention it to anybody no. ever. <laughs> that simple. And all mail, it's it'll be like in a little envelope. So it's not gonna say from loving BDSM, it might say Kayla Lords and then our address or JB in our address, but we don't put like loving BDSM on the envelope either. So it's discreet. Um, what else? <laughs> What else? What else? Not a lot. Mm. I've been working. Mm -hmm. I got a new big project from an existing client, which is wonderful, which yes. is one reason why we're considering a new camera. We mentioned that to YouTube mm -hmm. watchers earlier. Um, but also I'm overwhelmed because I got a new big project from a client and so it's more work. And I was like, look at me. I was going to do less. But also, we want to buy a house, and I like yeah. money. <laughs> I yeah, really we're like we're money. we're already kind of um, getting to the point of pre-planning. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that. this weekend I have to do our financial summary for our vanilla tax person because we got ghosted by our kinky tax person. But I'm not still mad about that. <laughs> um, and so far, the vanilla person has been really responsive and really helpful, and has not yeah. asked any uncomfortable questions. Um, but if she googles. There are my boobs. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, <laughs> or my ass, or my vulva, like, and or 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 your penis. So, yeah. just don't Google is all I'm just gonna say. <laughs> anyway, um, but she's been really responsive and helpful, and so I've got to get all my paperwork together, and I'm gonna do the financial summary of. 2019 this yeah. coming weekend and then i'm waiting for the little drips and drabs of all our tax forms to come in 1099s and stuff like that and get those over to her and i have like told her f no less than five times we really want our taxes done as quickly as possible thank you very much uh, we're trying to buy a house thank you very much so as soon as we get the return and we're told how bad it's gonna be this year um 
Then we can go. Then we can hear mortgage. Hear mortgage person. Yep. Here are our tax returns from the past two years. <laughs> How much mortgage can we have? Um, yep. So we're doing that, and then of course, mm-hmm. yes, our entire life will be consumed by the buying of the house, yeah. the moving into the mm-hmm. house. But it, it won't. It will not. I. I am looking at it. it yeah, it's going to be work. Moving and buying a place and moving is always work. But we are not selling this place we only rent yep and it's not going to be any kind of a distance move it's just going to be a short hop yeah depending on uh, what's available and what we choose it could literally be just a couple streets over yeah (laughs) yeah which that's gonna be fun when i call the movers like okay i need you to pack put all of our furniture and boxes into the truck and then i need you to drive two blocks and then need to unload okay (laughs) yeah because i'm now picking this shit up i'm budgeting into the plan Hiring the movers, because that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that will be the next thing that we are consumed yeah. with. Um, so we'll talk about that ad nauseum as it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, mostly what I'm desperate for at this point is just to have an office. Yes. I really think that, yeah, yeah I think we're going to want our, a dedicated um, internet connection for the office only. Yeah. Um, because that then we don't have so much stuff hooked up to it. And um, we're going to try and have a permanent setup for video and audio. So it's just set up. And whenever we need to record, we just sit down and it's there. And I'm mostly looking forward to an office with a door on mm-hmm. it. Oh, loving yep. it, loving it. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the next thing on the horizon. And as, as y'all can probably tell just from the conversations we have there's always something going on and it's very hard to like wedge change our dynamic into the middle of that so we just keep keep doing what we're doing yeah and and yeah we're we're hoping that this is going to be um our last move for a long time very long time um which is why we you know since we've moved here and, and been been renting in this place we have been kind of assembling a a must-have, nice-to-have kind of list. Yep. Um, so that way, when we we go into this place, it is going to be long term. Yeah. the The biggest discussion we've been having lately, and we won't know till we see what's available in our price range with everything we want, mm-hmm. is are we going to gravitate towards something that's truly move-in ready and doesn't need much work beyond you know painting the walls or whatever, um, versus a place that needs Work, work done to it yeah um and living this freelance life i'm gravitating towards the less expensive house that then needs work because ultimately then the mortgage stays low even after we've done all the work and paid for over the course of years paid for the work to be done um but also i'd really like to have a pretty house that's just ready to move into so i don't know yeah i don't yeah. know um but housing here is much less expensive than in the Tampa Bay area. Yes. So we're going to get a lot more house than we would have been able to afford, afford there. where we used to live. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, we're learning some things finally being back in a house instead of being in a condo or a townhome. Because before, mm-hmm. so we lived in our condo for four years. We lived, we rented an apartment, quote unquote, that was really a townhome. Prior to that, for three years, I'd lived in a townhome. So I haven't mm-hmm. actually lived in a proper house in like eight or nine years. So this is the first time and it's like, oh, these are the things I love about it. And also, these are the things I hate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of, it's funny because I'm, I'm both ready to be in the process. 
Yeah. And I'm ready to be past the process because the past now two and a half years of our life has been centered around doing all of these things so we can buy the house so we can get moved in mm -hmm. and then we can think of other things. And right. I'm at that point now I'm like, I want to think of other I, things. Yes, I know. I'm I'm kind of there with you. I'm I'm ready to be to be past all this. And it's like it's it's now so this close. this final step is so close on the horizon. Yeah, it's like, come on, come on, that, come on. That P Let's word is harder to keep in mind. Yeah, is much harder yeah. to keep in mind. I don't so. I don't feel like being patient, even though I have to be. Because here's the thing: I'm going to do all that stuff on the taxes, and you have to help me because you've got to give me your information. Sure. Um, I'm going to do all that this weekend. It will probably make me want to rip my hair out. And then I will send it on and I'll go, here, nice vanilla tax lady. I don't call her that to her face. Here, nice vanilla tax mm -hmm. lady. And then we're, even though she understands our sense of urgency, we are still a little bit on her schedule because I don't know who else is scheduled ahead of us. And so I'll be like, fuck. And then, of course, then there's the, the oh, I did your taxes. Here's how much you owe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, can we send yeah. a payment plan on the Mm -hmm. <laughs> especially since the person that was supposed to be doing was supposed to be doing quarterly so it wouldn't hurt so much but you know hey. yeah i've got so many thoughts i will bitch about those in the patron only podcast because yeah. i have so many fucking thoughts <laughs> so pissed off uh also i will just point out right. two hours two hours on hold to talk to the irs the other day mm -hmm. in january can you imagine what it'll be like in april when everybody's freaking out about getting their taxes filed <laughs> So yeah. we'll talk about that in another, right. another time. And, and Jennifer, yes, um, you know, it, it can be stressful fixing up a house. You know, we, we went through that with the condo. We were very lucky. We got that condo for a, for a song and a dance. Oh, yeah. Um, the one thing, we, we went into it eyes wide open because the bones of the condo were good. Um, you know, most of the stuff that we did to it was cosmetic, I think. You know, ourselves, the worst thing that we had to do was rip up the carpeting. Yeah. Oh, well, we had to replace part of the bathroom because of mold. Part of the bathroom had to be, we, we did find mold in the bathroom and that had to be, be dealt with. That was a, a, a big surprise. And, um, you know, yeah, it, and it's kind of the same thing going into this. It, it's like, you know, as long as the bones are good, right. you know, we, we don't mind doing some cosmetic work. Um you know, for me, myself, um, you know, bathrooms and kitchens are, to me, the most work. Oh, sure. And and if the bathroom's in, in kitchen, kitchen is in good shape, I, I'm not too, you know, opposed to doing other things here and there as needed. Yeah, I mean... What looking at what's on the market right now in our area, you either have people who put a lot of time and money into updating the house, and they kind of have to. The houses in this neighborhood were built from the 60s and 70s, and so we are now mm -hmm. officially in the 20s. So, whew, that's an old house, and insurance is an issue, and there's, you know, blah, 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 yeah. stuff that has to be considered. Mm -hmm. um, so, some homeowners put a lot of effort into updating these homes to make them look beautiful. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, that bumps up the price. Mm -hmm. And um, then there are homes that... It's hard to tell from pictures alone. You, you need a home inspection. But the bones right. appear to be good. Like, these are solid homes. The layouts are really good. There's a lot of potential in them. But yeah. they're really dated. And they're really, like... I think the one house that keeps coming to mind... And from the outside, I'm like, ooh, this might this might be... If it's still available in a, six weeks' time or so, this might be nice. Yeah. Um, but, like, every room is wood paneling. 
And I'm well, like, that, oh, I'm taken back to my 80s childhood yeah. with every room being Well, that's, that's when a good number of these houses were built around <laughs> yeah. here in the 70s and 80s. And that, that was and a the thing. And 60s, yeah. You know, and, and, and Silent Wings, yeah, I agree with you. Plumbing is the worst. I, I am not good at plumbing. Yeah, let's I, hire have, a plumber I, I have tried my hand at plumbing. And yeah, it, it's not for me. No. Not for me at all. So yeah, it's, I, you know, I, for, I'm, I'm glad our crickets love us, whether you're on Patreon loving us or you're just here mm-hmm. loving us because this is what will has been consuming our lives and will continue to consume our lives. We'll be buying the house, fixing the house, moving into the house, living in this new house. Let's talk about the house, 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 house. So I'm glad we have the bonus section because sometimes I think I would burst if I couldn't just like bitch for 10 minutes about something. But also I think we would be very boring if... This is all we talked about. I know. Um, But it is exciting. I'm ready, ready, ready to like move to the next stage of it. I mean, it it has been kind of nice to just get settled. You know, we did the, we moved it late May 2019. Mm -hmm. We're now in mid-January, basically. Uh, 2020, it's what, seven months? Numbers are hard, y'all. Numbers are hard. It's several months. And it's been nice to not really think about it. But every day I sit down at my desk, which is an actual desk size and it's in a decent sized corner every day. Now I'm like, but an office with a door, I want an office with a yeah. door. And there's so many steps from this moment to having an office with a door I can shut. That it's like, I just want to, I just want to get through it. I just want to get yeah. through it. Yeah. So, but I'm also um, looking forward to, like I said a little bit ago, being past this point and, and focusing on other mm-hmm. things like what are we going to do with our lives when we're not thinking about this anymore right i don't know <laughs> um so i think that's it that it i mean i could keep talking but we're not gonna keep yeah. talking i mean we could y'all know we could uh of thank course. y'all for putting up with the buffering streaming issue if yes. you were watching on uh youtube um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is, if because I won't get cut out of the video. I don't know if I get cut out of the audio, but there will be a bonus for anybody who watches later. If you, We'll know you watched through to nearly the end if you watch to the point where I'm making faces at John Brown's <laughs> 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 While the video crashes on Because <laughs> it, was, it, was it was not my submissive face. No. I don't even think it was my baby girl face. Mm-hmm. It was my boss lady face of, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not fucking working. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone has a question. Um, we if we can, I mean, yeah. If it's a fairly quick question, if it's really involved, I might defer it to another time. But yeah, RCH, if you have a question, feel free. Um, oh, and Jennifer did ask a question about Patreon. If you are an existing patron, so you came in before January, you will have to go back into your profile of Patreon and give us your mailing address if you did not do that when you signed up because we have a mechanism to take mailing addresses from new signups. Like it's, it auto asks that, but because that's a new thing, we could not retroactively do it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Um, the live chat has been really, um, active. Yeah. Uh, today. So if you are listening or if you're watching later and you ever get the opportunity to dip in even just for a little bit to the live stream, highly recommend it. Not just because we, we'd like to have you here. That would be lovely. But because there's a there's always a lot of conversation yes, um, yes. going on. Um, and there were several people in the chat who were um, 
who were sharing their experiences with micromanagement. So that's the really nice thing when we talk about a topic that we're going to give you a little bit of information that's not based on our experience. Mm-hmm. You get it for um, um Oh, and the next, uh, our live streams on Patreon are the first Saturday of every month. Right. The podcast on Patreon. I'm and, sorry, y'all. I'm answering questions that are showing up on the live stream. Our podcasts on Patreon are at some point within the month. We are going to try and get better about having a date. We will drop those each month, but it's a once a month. It just comes out at some point. Um, so uh, the question we received, um, he set rules that he didn't actually like, and now he hates me. Is this common? That's There's some miscommunication going on. Mm-hmm. So no rules get set, shouldn't, should get set without the two of you. Um, talking about them, negotiating them, working it out between you what you're comfortable with. And then if something does not work and one of you is unhappy, it's time to sit down and talk about and, and why a, you're unhappy. Have a serious talk. And yeah. if that means that you stop doing something or you modify it, then that's what you do. But it, if you, if one partner is getting to the other point where they resent or dislike or unhappy with the other, with a partner, because of the power exchange you have, that's uh, indicates a serious lack of communication on their part. Right. They're not Espec- talking about how they feel. Especially about it. if it's rules that they set and now they're unhappy. Yeah. That um, is it common for resentment to build and for miscommunication to happen? Yes. yes. Um, if we're talking hate, which is a to me a very strong word, I wouldn't call that common, but I would say that the the two of you are long overdue for an airing of grievances and a, I don't like this and I don't want to do that. And because there is often the feeling that once you start away, you can't stop and you can't, you know, go, Ooh, I thought I would like this and I don't like that. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are not telling you, we need to sit down and have a conversation because I'm unhappy with something, then you may need to be the one to go, we need to sit down and have a conversation right. because something is going on yeah, and that's, this is not that's, sustainable. That, you know, yeah, no, that that's not. Definitely need to sit down, have a very uh, deep and in-depth conversation on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that's really what you need to do. And based on what's being described in the live chat that the person did... Um, there that's that's bad yeah. those are red flags yes left and yeah. right yeah ben, um, ben they, called that one if they call <laughs> your names and they block you because they're upset with you uh that's an indication of a lot of issues that have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them and you might want to block back and go well that was a lesson yep um and that's my off the cuff mm-hmm. uh non uh, gentle advice yeah. of run run in the other direction because if that's how they handle things that's that's who they are in that moment that doesn't mean they can't change later but that's who they are in the moment and you don't have to put up with that yeah because if you can't have a conversation like an adult about the thing that is upsetting you mm-hmm. and you're not willing to and you do childish things like ghosting and blocking massive red flags yes massive red flags yep. And I, I would not say that it's not normal because it's sadly that is quite Unfortunately, normal. it does. Yes, but um, but it's not acceptable, and it doesn't no, have to be accepted. No, no, nope. you don't have to put up with that shit. Nope, not at all. On that note, we are mm-hmm. gonna go. Yep. Um, anybody who's interested in things like the Q and A and pod uh, patron only podcast and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, um, patreoncom Lords. Um, we will still be talking about it come February, but not in the depth that we're talking about it now. So <laughs> I promise the day is coming. We won't talk about it quite as much. Uh, yeah. So we'll go. 
Mm-hmm. We still have another video to record. Yes. A, I need another cup of coffee. Yes. So you're going to go for number four? Maybe. He's going to go for number four. <laughs> um, thank you for putting up with uh, technical difficulties and uh-huh. ramblings and uh, us not actually always agreeing. I mean, we yeah. we weren't like fighting. We just didn't no. agree on, on how. We're loud. What? We're supposed to be in lockstep on everything. We are of one mind. It's hive mind around here. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you will not be assimilated. <laughs> no, you will be assimilated. I've been working on this for years now. Oh, you're... you're no. <laughs> I mean, you're rebelling with that damn skull cap thing on, but... I'm not the cutest of Borg, okay? <laughs> We're going to go yes. now. We love you guys. Thank you for, Thanks for joining us. hanging we, out with us. Yep, we, we love having you all here. Chatting. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, and somebody's Aunt Sue's Cake Mix knows what's up. Don't get me started on fake That's dumb. right. I can rant about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Can rant about yes, that. yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, okay. okay, we love you guys. We, we love you. We will Thanks. see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and I will continue to cut John Brownstone off when he's speaking because that's what I do. It's our kink.